You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 151. In this episode, I'm doing honor coaching with Agnesa Gakskowska. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sick Room, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Agnieszka Gakskowska, who is in my Somba program. Agnieszka has started to work together with a team of fellow entrepreneurs in a mastermind format, but is realizing that asking everyone for their opinion is not really working out. Want to create a lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 151. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. I am very excited to have Agneska on the show again. <laughs> she is so brave to have applied for on-air coaching again. And when I saw your application, I thought, yeah, I'll bring you on again. Otherwise, I thought, well, it's not been such a long time since we spoke last. But you have now a very different questions, and I'm happy to talk again. Welcome to the show again, Agneska. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Sigrun. <laughs> so tell us little bit what you do before we dive into your question. It's been a while. It wasn't a long time, but really many, many things happened. As before, I'm still teaching online crocheting and other handmade stuff. But so many things happened that now I really do need some help. I started building up my team, but I tried to approach it in a different way, in a mastermind way, just as you advised. And this way really worked. And now we are facing another problem, maybe not a problem, that's a challenge. We are trying to accommodate all members of our team in our brand. That's why we're facing the rebranding process. Actually, we have all the graphic stuff ready, but we are trying to set the perfect time to rebrand and to introduce all the members of our team as a members working upon or over our own brand. And that's today's challenge. I wanted to ask you for some advice. What could be the perfect time? Some of us think that the perfect time would be when we introduce another handmade course, knitting course this time. Others think that the perfect time would be somewhere in between some launches to make our publicity ready for the next launch as a new brand. And that's the big question now. Before I answer that, let's dive back into your team. I remember when we were talking about team last time, it was more in connection with your background in architecture. And now it sounds like this team is more connected to your crocheting. Is that correct? 
Yes, exactly. The team uh, dealing with architecture or more of uh, interior design, that's the team we're masterminding together to serve our, um, so to say, architecture client. But we have perceived that we are becoming more and more known as the ones that do interior designing with the stress upon the personalized handmade interior accents, like stuff that we provide as not only as architect, but also as the one who can actually create it. And therefore I started developing this branch of our work. And uh, once I started, so to say, recruiting people to our um, handmade team, so to say, helping me with the crochet course and helping me with, with finding people who could provide us with other courses, but also provide us with the physical stuff that they actually do. I discovered that that's the thing that make us unique as architects or interior designers, because we not only design the things we want to do, but we actually can create them. And they are unique, personalized, and we could even provide our clients with the service of getting all the details with the artist, with the knitting artist, with the crochet artist. And that's why we started this handmade team, I would say. And that's like the other level of our team. Yeah. Yeah. When we spoke last, the understanding was that you were masterminding to, to serve your clients better. So you were trying to figure out how you could uh, interact between you and learn from each other so that all of you could be better in whatever you do and that you had a common, let's say you learn from each other how to deal with your suppliers and potential clients. And now it feels more like this is developing into possibly a company. And then things turn out to be a little bit different. You know, the other part was like, oh, how can we help each other in our industry? And how can everybody kind of be better with suppliers and clients? And that's great for a mastermind. And when it turns into more of a company, there is a leader. There is a leader. And the equality between all members cannot really exist in this way. It's very rare that people run businesses where everyone is equal. That's Somebody needs to be the decision maker. What can happen is that you discuss this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and nobody's taking a decision and it will slow you down. There are some people who are just better at leading. Some people are just, you know, faster taking decisions. And not everybody wants to be in the forefront, you know, wants to be the person visible or making arrangements and agreements and contracts. And that's why you obviously are the one that has started all of this. So you are automatically uh, the appointed leader. And even if you want uh, quite an equal team and everyone having a voice, there is a limit to how much you can be discussing. You know, it, it really, really can slow you down. You know, I have team meetings every week with my team. Obviously, in my case, I've hired people into my team, but, you know, I would love to know their opinion. But in the end, I'm the one have to have to take a decision. Sometimes I just, you know, my team member says, no, Sigrun, don't do that. Or let's not create another product because I have so many ideas, you know. And I listen more and more because as my business grows, I also have great team members and uh, they know me very well now after a few years. 
but sometimes I don't listen. I say, I still want it. I still want to do this, or this is my decision. Uh, you know, in the end, there is one CEO. Does that not feel right to you? Or do you feel like you need a permission to go ahead and be that person? In a way, uh, this rebranding is in a way uh, what you said, trying to make me as a person in charge of all of that mess, so to say. For now, our logo is like a skein of yarn and it's black and white and it's simple because when it started, I didn't think about logos and websites and all the that, all the stuff. But now I see that I should be in charge of this logo. That's why rebranding and doing it once again, not a stock image. And I want to license people to uh, use this logo when they work for me. But um, as I'm the owner of the trademark and I'm um, like allowing people to work for me, developing their skills under this um, veil of our brand, because I know how it's difficult to create the new one, especially at this uh, handmade market, because it's really rich. And there are so many people who think they can do it. So I thought that I could be a way of a leader there, but also allow people to, in a way, work for themselves because I want to give them license to use this trademark, but with their own color and with their own name. So in a way, they're working for themselves, but they're working for our trademark. And if I don't like the things somebody does, I simply take back the license or don't prolongate the agreement, yeah. so to say. But what is your benefit of doing all of this. Now you are you are masterminding with these people, you're basically helping them build their businesses, but what is your benefit? What is your financial benefit? For now, it's only when working one-on-one, -on -one, I guess I got uh, back to uh, stage zero when I want to start with this one-on-one -on -one, um, meeting because I feel that that could be my signature course, teaching people how to start business with, um, with handmade but I still feel that building up my team is something that I will need to do one way or another because I feel there's so many things to do. And in a way for me, that's the best way to recruit people to work for me. In a second way, that's something that I could delegate work for people who know the market because they're also craftsmen just like me. And the third thing is uh, that I want to um, uh, provide uh, myself with such a team that I could focus on uh, building up this signature course. And I know that it will take me at least one and a half year because I want to make it even slower than with the crochet course and knitting course, because that's like an easy thing. I provide people only with the tool and what they do with it, that's up to them. And now I would like to go more into this process of creating my signature course that would be the one um, teaching people how to start a business uh, with a handmade. I'm still missing the financial benefit, which would be, for instance, I'll just give you an example. Mm -hmm. So you have these people licensed to use your trademark. They can go ahead and offer their products under that umbrella. What is the percentage of their revenue that you get? Ah, that's what you're asking. Yes. Yeah, I'm still figuring that out. I have a really big money mindset problem. I'm still working on it. Actually, I'm in the middle of a course with a uh, with a Polish uh, coach who's like trying to coach me into being confident with what I should charge for my services. And I still have this feeling that I'm still testing. 
even though I have feedback that I'm providing people with lots and lots of knowledge uh, stemming from simple experience, I still have a big problem with charging for this knowledge. So basically you are helping all these people that you call are on your team or in your mastermind. It's almost interchangeable here now. You're doing this all for free. Yeah, I'm charging with their work. I'm like, I'm having real problem with charging with real money. <laughs> when you say charging with the work, what does that mean? They work for it's you? Like, yeah, they are doing some tasks for me because uh, I know that they know how to uh, create, for example, posts or uh, when I'm sick and I cannot do the offline workshops, I know that I have somebody doing it for me and we cooperate one photo shoot so they get some kind of photograph because they know somebody and the photograph doesn't charge. So it's still on the level that we get some basic help with the services or uh, work that we need in Oplotki. Yes. But this has to change now, okay? You're a business owner. You have invested in yourself. You know, you are in Samba. You are getting a coach for your money mindset. Like you are making serious investments in becoming a serious business owner. And you want to live from this and provide your family with regular income. And that relationship, you know, if you go on and on, just being this nice person, helping these people, and yes, they help you back, but there's not equality between you. They are gaining more than you. Yeah? Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's still uh, tiring because in a way, I have to earn money to support myself and family, and I earn it as an architect. And I don't have problem with charging as an architect or interior designer. And I feel that um, my skills are growing really fast with this niche of, um, so to say, internal designing with handmade craft. And I still have problem with charging for that, even though I see people are really interested. And it's something that it's missing on our market, doing it professionally, not just like, a, you know, hobby. Yeah. And you have to step up in your own mindset and say, okay, this is a serious business. You're a serious business owner. You've invested in yourself. Whatever you learn, you know, you have to look at what's in your brain, what you know as an asset. And when you are teaching and educating your team, you call them your team, but you also call them your mastermind at the same time. So you are just giving them freely information and there's no exchange of money yet. This means several things. First of all, you are not getting paid back your time. You know, basically you're just giving. They may not even value it properly, the information they're getting. And you are investing potentially thousands of dollars in your education. And you're just, you know, helping them building their businesses. And it's okay to be helpful in giving. And often we do this in the start of the business. You know, I help probably in free in Facebook groups for a whole year before I said, okay, enough is enough. Let me monetize this. And I think that's your time. Like you probably have started to experience some frustration in terms of, okay, I'm spending all this time. Am I getting enough back? So, and it's because people are not paying. They may not value it properly. You need to look at having a team Either, you know, there are several ways to have this kind of team if you want to experiment with it. One hand is just to pay someone to be on your team. You just pay them an hourly rate and they do some tasks for you, maybe graphics. Or if you can't do an offline workshop, you just pay them 
for doing that offline workshop for you. And the fee is a portion of what the revenue, like let's say an offline workshop brings in, I'm just making this up, $500. Lots of people are coming. The revenue of the workshop is $500. Maybe the person running the workshop for you gets 100. They only get a portion of the revenue, yeah? If you cannot make it, yeah? And uh, if you have someone on your team, you know, typically if I hire someone from the US who is not very experienced, $15, $20 an hour. If you hire someone from other countries that can be lower, or if you hire someone experienced, it can be higher. But you know, the when you are not the face of the company, when you're not the one with the experience, with the one that is coaching, that hourly rate is m- way lower than what you can ever charge on the outside. So you just have to keep that in perspective that when you hire someone, you're not paying them what you would pay yourself. You're paying them a very a much lower fraction because ne- they are not the ones that came, have the business idea, that have the branding, that have the experience. You know, they might be great people, but it's just different, right? They are in the background and they, you know, are doing certain skill sets and they can potentially have lots of clients or maybe also live in a country where it's cheaper to live, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, what I love about, uh, you know, I have a fantastic team and uh, I love they're all entrepreneurial. They all kind of either they already have a business or they want to have a business in the future. So I can say it's a win-win. They're getting paid. But also at the same time, they learn a lot of things so that later on they could go ahead and do their thing. And then that's fine. You know, it's a win-win. If you say, okay, I don't want to, you know, I don't have the funds to maybe hire a team right now. Is there another way to do it? Okay. Another way to do it is to make an agreement and say, you are an intern for me. If the other person has the time and energy and, you know, wants to really learn from you, you make an agreement and say, uh, you're an intern for me for three months, for six months, even for a year. And I don't pay you, but you get all my knowledge. Uh, once a week we have a meeting and I'll tell you, you know, what I've learned last week or whatever, you know, there could be some kind of agreement where the person says, wow, Instead of paying these thousands of dollars, you know, that you are investing, I just am your intern for a year. For how many hours a week you agree, I'll do the tasks. I do the copywriting for you. I'll, I'll do your website. I'll do the offline workshop or whatever needs to be done. But there is an agreement between the two of you what this means. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm missing. Yeah. Okay. It's like I feel that I'm giving, 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 and I didn't even set up what I expect in return. I, in a way, no, um, you did. It, it, yeah. it is all, you cannot blame them. This is all us. We take full responsibility for our own actions. And if we're giving away information or helping people that is up on us and not on them, of course, they receive them happily. But now is your chance to change this. And maybe you can use this branding thing. You say, I've realized through this branding discussion and this back and forth that things need to change. I need to step up as the leader and run this like a company because, you know, Running this as a friendship or mastermind, that's just not a business. A mastermind is decoupled from a business. It's a separate thing that business owners do together, 
But a mastermind is not a business. So you explain that to them and you say, okay, here are two options or three options. Or, or you can say, well, you know, I don't have the funds to hire you all on my team, but here's my offer. I am looking for two interns to work with this year. Or you want to offer them all to be an intern and just say, okay, I'm offering you all to be an intern with me. This is not paid because I will deliver with information instead. So you're getting paid, but we do have to have an agreement. I need to know that I can rely on you to work four hours a week or five hours a week for me. And, you know, it can be anything. And you probably know these people already. You know what everyone can deliver. And you make an agreement with all of them. And some of them will be like, oh, great idea. I, you know, uh, they feel maybe this is possibly already happening in some way on form, but there wasn't, it wasn't explicitly said. And when there is any rebranding things, you make the decision. You can have a weekly meeting with them and say, hey, this is our team meeting of our company. And now we run this similar to our masterminds. We can all have our opinion. But in the end, when I feel that the group hasn't come to an agreement within an hour, I make a decision because you don't want to waste your time or their time on things like this. Yeah, that's a great thing. I needed that. Actually, I really needed that. And what you said that rebranding, that's a great start, like, like a new opening. That's the use great it, idea. Yeah. yeah, use it as an opportunity to say, when we were going through this rebranding discussion, we couldn't make a decision as a team. I realized I have to step up as a leader. This is originally my brand and I have to take the decision and just through the discussion, I thought you, they basically helped you to realize that there was a problem in the way you were running this. And now you need to restructure it. You could do it in a very nice way. I truly can imagine that people will be happy with this solution because it is a win-win for them. Yeah, and it's going to be a cl clear situation because I feel that some of people got this impression that they could somehow pay off the, the thing they get, but they simply don't know how. And sometimes it's true that when you set up the boundaries, like when you set up the rules, it's easier both for me and for them to feel like secure in this kind yeah, of action. Yeah, because then you can say, okay, uh, I haven't received anything from you for the last four weeks. Our agreement was that you do this four hours a week from me. So how can we, like you can actually have a conversation, very factual, not personalized. Oh, you're not giving me back. It's like, okay, based on our contract, this is a, you know, should be this kind of exchange. How can we fix this? If it's not working, you have something to talk about because you have agreement and don't make it unlimited. Make it like, Let's make it for six months or, and then you sit down again, or I think probably a year is almost too long at this point. So maybe six months, six months sounds good. And then, you know, intern is a thing, like it cannot go on forever. At some point, an intern has, has learned so much that they should be paid. So you have to decide, but you don't have to decide this today. You can do this for six months and say, okay, who do you actually need on your team? You know, if you're building a business, you normally just need one or two people on your team. So you may not need them all, but they they might continue in some kind of a loose relationship to you where you have an agreement. If I pull you in, I'll pay you this per hour if you do something for me. Or if they go ahead and sell and become licensed by you, 
they need to give you percentage of revenue, but that becomes a little bit more tricky situation. And I wouldn't go into that right away. Start with the intern contract and see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that licensing is something way, way ahead when the, the trademark is really well known and like established on the market. And I feel that that's a great thing that you said. I should start with building up a team, like doing it properly, as you said, and then I could think about licensing. That's what I needed. That's what I was fighting for. What's the perfect time? And I know that the perfect time is the moment when I've got all the ideas for the cooperation with all the members of the team. (laughs) The perfect moment is right now because you had this discussion and you couldn't agree as a team because, you know, it is really your brand and not their brand. Yeah, And in the end, you're probably, it's great to have people to discuss with. I love it that I have a team that I can ask them, what do they think about this and think about that? But ultimately it's my brand. So I have to be able to make that decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what entrepreneurial means, actually. It means, yeah. 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 So I'm looking forward to see you step up as a leader. And uh, I bet you will come on the show a few months from now and tell us how it went. Yeah, I will. I will surely. And tomorrow I also applied for the hot seat. So I can't wait to take this discussion (laughs) even further. (laughs) See you inside Samba. Thank you for being on the show, Agnes. Thank you very much for this opportunity. See you. Want to create your lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigma.com forward slash 151. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give this show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.